0: Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3.
1: Money FM 89.3, this is The Breakfast Huddle. Bharati Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you today. You know, Ryan, what it's like when you go shopping online. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have been saying that, ah, so many of us are revenge spending, right? Buying this, that, 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 and all that. And I think in some respects, the buy now, pay later schemes make it all easier. And sometimes we just go out of control. And I have friends who tell me they'll go online intending to buy just one pair of shoes. Then they'll buy a watch. Then they'll put something else in their cart, uh, maybe perfume or hair products or who knows what else, right? So it just goes out of hand because they're thinking, yeah, buy now, I pay later, right? Yeah, (laughs) I've been
0: eyeing this arcade machine that's about $6,000. maybe this will come in handy. (laughs) Buy now and then pay later.
1: Mm, If it's interest-free loan and all that stuff, interest-free installments, why not, some might say. But while buy now and pay later things, I think they do offer an advantage. Yeah. see it's six thousand dollars right so if you really don't have six thousand dollars on hand but you still want to buy it, at least you get to pay for it in installments. That makes it easier on you. And it allows you to afford something that you normally could not have afforded. Yeah, but I think that's the danger. But you right? are very rich. I'm not speaking for about you personally. Nah. You are very rich.
0: You might get carried away speaking... sometimes, you know, with these buy now, pay later schemes. So I think that's the risk you have to take note of.
1: Mm, certainly. It, the method of buying and paying later indeed has been gaining traction around the world and recognition as an alternative payment method. Consumers, merchants, the authorities, they're all looking at it as an important development, right? However, as with any innovation or service, there is bound to be something off or some doubt cast upon it. Whether it's warranted or not, uh, that's a different discussion. And that's something we are going to be talking about today as well. Concerns surrounding BNPL, such as incurring unnecessary debt, spending beyond one's means, all of these are valid. But should BNPL really be taking the for an individual's inability to manage their own personal finances. That's yeah. a good point, right? Because whose responsibility is it? Isn't it yours rather than, you know, the BNPL schemes or the BNPL methods that are available?
0: Yeah, I think here's where you have maybe regulation, trying to catch up with innovation to you know, give us more. We've got on the line Amrish Rao. He is the CEO of Pine Labs. Morning, Amish How are you doing today?
2: Good morning, Ryan. Very good.
0: Hey, Amresh, let's get your take on what's happening here. Give us an overview of the landscape of the BNPL business in Southeast Asia and Singapore. We've heard a lot about it. How popular exactly is it right now?
2: So let's break it up into two parts. BNPL per se has existed for a long time. So we used to go to courts and buy a television, convert that into 3, 6, 9, 12 months installment payments. And we've done that for many, many years. Just that today, what you could do is you could go and buy a a pair of shoes and those shoes would be now on three months installment. So BNPL per se has existed for a really long time. What has now happened is even small value transactions can get converted into three installments. And the way this works is that in many cases, the merchant actually bears the interest or the consumer bears the interest or for that matter, the brand owner, let's say an Adidas, could be owning the interest associated to this transaction. Uh, merchants and businesses love it because consumers buy more, and actually consumers are loving it because the transaction is just fast. You know, we did a research in Singapore, Malaysia market. You'll be surprised. Actually, somewhere around number four or number five came in the point associated to, I want credit. Number one and number two points was really about helps me look at my expenses better and allows me to do a transaction faster. Look, mm. ours is a different model, so I'm not necessarily saying people should take credit on every transaction. It's what the consumers are telling us.
1: Mm, you said yours is a different model. Tell us more about that. How how are you making money off this?
2: Yeah, so you know, our model is slightly different. So we actually say that You already have lines of credit from credit card companies, from your banks and financial institutions. How can you use that existing line of credit Mm. to convert a transaction into a three installment transaction or a six installment transaction? Now, on the other hand, there are newer players who are giving you fresh line of credit to make purchases, which is slightly different. And there are players like Atomy, Hula, Grab, Pace, Fave in the Singapore market who actually use you know provide this new line of credit to the consumer and then consumer makes the purchase.
0: Yeah, Amrish, I'm just curious, Ram, what type of interest rates are we looking at here when you talk about buy now pay later? Because you mentioned it's been around for quite some time.
2: Yes, so so there are two types of interest rates, right? If you are using your existing credit lines, it would be in line with what you get from your credit card company. If you are going with some of the new age providers, like the ones that I mentioned out there, that interest rate could be in the range of about annualized at about 18%.
1: There are upsides to such schemes, to BNPL methods of paying for items that maybe you can't afford at this point. And you did say that it helps consumers keep track of their spending. But let's not ignore the downsides that have been raised by so many people, whether it's consumers or regulators or even government officials. And the MAS is currently looking into whether or not regulation is needed in our landscape. So, one of the things that has been mentioned is that the fine print is sometimes too fine, there are a lot of hidden fees, and that such things encourage consumers to do a lot of impulse buying. So, how would you respond to that?
2: You know, and uh, to an extent that is true, that uh, sometimes the transaction is so smooth that the consumer feels that that this is a better way to do the transaction. Having said that, I have actually spent time looking at most of the BNPL providers in Singapore and also in the Malaysian market, and I think they are being very particular in explaining to the consumer what the extra costs could be. And that extra cost, to my earlier point, is is largely in line with your credit card interest rates. Even, as I said, right, when you go and buy a television or refrigerator, I think the bank makes it fairly clear in terms of what those interest components are. So I think in our country here in Singapore, we are safe. That's the way I would say it.
0: Yeah, Amresh. talking about that potential risk, right? You've had people possibly getting carried away with shopping. What is the default rates we're talking about here where people are unable to pay back everything?
2: So what we are getting to see uh, again, and I'm being very specific about the Singapore market, we are getting to see less than 2% across the market where people are not paying back. And and that's a very, very small amount. So we haven't seen any major delinquencies creep up in this part of the business. But mind you, we don't run credit books, so that's mm. not what we do in Pine Labs. This is mm. just market information that I'm sharing
1: here. I guess we should uh, also remember that when this issue was brought up in the Singapore Parliament recently, it was mentioned that actually BNPL does not pose a significant risk to household indebtedness in Singapore, but across the region, perhaps, right? And you do operate across the region. Although you have pointed out that your business model is a little bit different. How dire is the problem across the region?
2: You know, across the region, this product is just taking off. Mm. Now, I would say that the most matured market, as far as this product is concerned, is actually in India. But almost 100% of uh, BNPL in the Indian market is across a secured credit line on an existing credit card or is an extended line against your debit card. So the financial institution largely gets to see your banking transaction and gives you a credit line against that banking against your banking activities just to give you a picture on that in the indian market in the month of september just us as pine labs we would have processed for various bnpl providers somewhere close to about half a billion dollars just in that one month but these are existing credit lines which are converted into three, six, nine, 12 months installment payment. You know, today, this is being uh, delivered for a Samsung phone, an Apple phone, or a Vivo OPPO phone purchases.
1: Mm. You see, what I'm hearing is that the BNPL model per se is not the problem. It's all about how it is applied, isn't it? So some BNPL players have put a $1,500 cap, perhaps, on debit card purchases. Yeah. Others put limits on credit card transactions. And we know the banks have also uh, to deal with some of these restrictions when it comes to credit cards. So now that the authorities are looking into whether or not regulation is needed, you know, what do you think needs to be done here in order to safeguard not just consumers, but also businesses like yours? I mean, if you're in the market you should be you know operating ethically right
2: yeah absolutely absolutely see one of the things that the Asian regulators have done is they have always been on the side of the consumer and which is very important what 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 we have seen around the world is when the regulator is on the side of the consumer and protecting the consumer the market actually grows faster then the scenario where the regulator is not taking care of the consumer. So I I do believe that the Asian regulators are, are on the right path, wherein there is more information for the consumer. They want to protect the consumer. Consumer has confidence in the product, and hence the consumer accepts the product much more easily. So it is always a good thing. That the regulator looks into a product early and supports the product.
0: Hey, Amresh, I'm curious about the trends you're observing. What do people normally use Bnpl to buy? Is it a seasonal thing? And how do you make use of the data when it comes to the demographics that you have on board in sort terms of gender, age, that sort of thing?
2: So, you know, the the very recent in the last one year piece is around apparel purchases, buying high end beauty products. That's where the market is moving towards. However, the traditional market has always been into mobile phone, electronics, consumer durables, the high ticket expenses, which we've always wanted to do. And it's great to have a three months installment program. Mm. That's where the market has been over the last three, four years time. Look, there's another piece which I should really point out here. BNPL has existed for the last four or five years. Mm. It is just a new branding when it is coming into new sectors earlier it used to be called as 0% installment program
1: yeah yeah i mean the the brick and mortar version versus the supercharged online version right e-commerce Absolutely. version so that's really the distinction that we are observing today and how it's unfurling today the thing is How much regulation would you say is too much? I mean, every time the authorities talk about regulating an industry, I think some people worry that, oh, how many restrictions are you going to put on it? And it's just going to dilute the spirit of the business model, of the model itself, even for consumers. Tell us more. What's your perspective?
2: See, See, regulation is always a mix between friction and protection and as long as regulation is ensuring that there is protection for the consumer it is absolutely fine where regulation becomes a little bit of a constraint is where it creates a friction to the consumer to do a transaction or to accept a new fintech product i think that's when it becomes a little bit difficult so regulators have a tough job between managing friction and protecting the consumer given a choice Me personally would always want a regulator to be on the side of protecting the consumer between the two choices. Mm. Just maybe 51-49 on the side of protecting the consumer.
1: Okay, fair enough. One last thing. A lot of people have said, look, the model is out there, the options are out there. At the end of the day, it's supposed to be about the individual consumer taking responsibility for their own purchases, for their own bandwidth when it comes to buying things. Really, shouldn't financial literacy be something that ought to be looked into more closely here?
2: So, you know, there is a very interesting argument even on that front when it comes to BNPL. In some cases, BNPL actually becomes the first point when a consumer starts to do budgeting and starts to do budgeting better. So you have to remember today, half our life is on subscription billing. We have subscription billing for the... The television that we stream, we have subscription billing for various products on our laptop. So we are any which way is getting into a way where we are being charged a small amount for the subscription that we take up every month. BNPL is just taking that and extending it into other areas. In a way, this is teaching financial literacy to the consumer for their everyday purchases. So there are sets of people who say that I like it because it allows me to structure my budget and allows me to have a look at what my expenses are going to be over the next six months period.
0: We've been chatting Amish Rao. He is the CEO of Pine Labs, helping us to lay the context of what's happening in the BNPL, Buy Now, Pay The Landscape. Amesh, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you very much for having me here. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.